0: and welcome back to DNC in 23. My name's Alex, and today it's just me, no Dave, as I am going to talk to you all about Dead & Company's show from last night, June 3rd, 2023, at Jiffy Lube Live in Bristow, Virginia. So let's just get on with the show. So the first thing we talk about on this show is the venue. This was Dead & Co.'s sixth time playing at this venue that is among their most played venues. They first played there in 2016 and then just about every year since then. So a, a place that they are very familiar with and an audience that is very familiar with them. And I think you could feel that I was not there. Uh, I wish I had been, but just from watching the stream and, and listening to the audience, a lot of really big crowd cheers um, throughout the night. And so you know, I think that they've developed a real—you know, there's not to say that Virginia hasn't always been um, heady country, because it certainly has so many legendary shows over the years at RFK and um, Hampton Coliseum, and in North Carolina, lots of places within driving distance from Virginia for for fans to to see the Grateful Dead, and then obviously now Dead & Co. for the last few years. So. We talked with our boots on the ground about what was going on in the venue last night, and what we heard was that it was a very engaged audience, that the, the people were up, dancing, ready to go, that p- the place was pretty packed by the time the show started. No lag between, um, you know, the band coming out or getting ready for showtime and, uh, and the crowd being ready to go. The band hit the stage, I believe at seven oh eight, right on time. Posted show time was seven o'clock and they got right into it. So they're really wasting no time. And that's kind of been a trend, um, as the band has gotten to the East Coast, especially. But even when you look back at the Dallas show right before Atlanta, I think that one was seven fifteen and then Atlanta and Charlotte, Raleigh now Bristow, all like seven ten or earlier so um if you're going to one of the next shows up you know when they say get there on time they're not joking get there on time (laughs) all right let's talk about the set list so uh set one opened with here comes sunshine then mississippi half step uptown Tootaloo played into mr charlie he's gone brown eyed women dear prudence for the first time this tour and then turn on your love light also for the first time this tour so two tour bust outs to end set one and some really beloved songs in a a really good first set so let's start at the beginning here comes sunshine it's it's interesting actually kind of coincidental timing they had on the halftime show for nugs net streamers the guest was the dead's legacy archivist david lemieux who if you the dave's picks cds or any of their box sets he's the curator of those and he often writes the liner notes he hosts today in grateful dead history every day on the serious grateful dead channel and what they were talking about was the upcoming box set called the here Comes sunshine box set that's coming out in a few weeks and is a selection of music from 1973 and one thing that they were talking about was the mystery of why here Comes sunshine stayed in the dead's live repertoire for as little a time as it did you know it really came and went pretty quickly and uh the hosts were and the guests were all kind of bemoaning that fact and saying like oh man they like let it out of the set list as it was at its peak as they were really really playing it well and they were saying you know we kind of wish that they would played it more well dead and company has played it a good bit uh, i believe about 30 times in the years that they've been touring and you know they never disappoint. They really take it out pretty far. You know they're not shy about really opening it up and letting it become a pretty full and interesting jam. And this version was no exception. Um, Mayor seems like he's really dialed in with what to do with this song, but I mean, really, it's it's kind of Bob that i think is leading the charge when it comes to here comes sunshine his rhythm on this song was really really good um jeff sounded great the drummers were right on point and i thought this was a really good show opener followed by another good show opener you know i think about mississippi half-step as an opener a lot of the time and this is something that they've been doing a little bit um really not just this tour but the last two years where they'll play two songs in the beginning of the show that are both traditionally set openers. Um, half step, I feel like is just a good fun song. Um, I like the kind of dramatic swoon before you get to the, across the Rio Grande um, section. And it really leads to like this. It's like a wave is building and then it crashes at that moment. And it's this, really great release when you're in the crowd i thought this was a really good version so due to um some tech issues i was kind of in and out for the rest of the first set i was also uh, driving from winston-salem north carolina to durham where i live and so um i had set one up and going when i started my drive and then it started downpouring and i lost the the uh thread and i i wasn't going to you know mess with my phone while i was driving so uh, i missed a good chunk and then i picked it back up during brown eyed women and ooh i think i picked it up right in time so brown eyed women i've said it before i think this is one of the songs that dead and co plays the best among all of the grateful dead songs and man this version was a great exemplification of why that is so the first mayor solo was really good but it was on the shorter side he gave way to a really nice and really long kementi key solo i mean he was absolutely cooking and you know i was i was listening to that just like man this is great this is you know dave said it in his charlotte episode the experience that you have where it's like it's like a rocket lifting off and then mayor in this case or it could be commenty or it could be bob or could be anyone really is like the booster rocket and it falls off and it leads to the other person picking up and taking it really into the atmosphere or out of the atmosphere and into space and i thought like okay that was great and um that was what i was feeling during that but then the next solo mayor kicked it off it was longer even tastier and it culminated after a powerful and emphatic drum little drum segment that kind of I thought was just emphasizing you know the end of the solo but instead it led to this really really cool call and answer section between John and Jeff where John would play something and then Jeff would play something John would answer Jeff would play and it was back and forth for about probably 30 or 40 seconds so satisfying And just sounded so good. I mean, legitimately one of the best brown eyed women uh, performances I've ever heard by this band. And that's really saying something because there are like three or four off the top of my head that I listen to quite a bit um, because they just played them so well. There's a great one from Wrigley Field in 2021, a really, really good one from Raleigh in uh, also in 2021 Um, last year. There was one, I believe it was at Shoreline or Folsom Field, that right at the beginning of the tour was just excellent. So, you know, there's no shortage of great versions of Deal to be found when it comes to Dead & Company, and I would put this one up there with any of them. That interplay between John and Jeff in the second solo was just so, so powerful, and the crowd ate it up. If you were there last night, I mean it sounded like the crowd was great. Everyone was having a really good time. Um, But the applause and like the recognition of just how fantastic it was with those guys were doing together was awesome. Um, So yeah, that was really cool. So um, again, after that, brown-eyed women dear prudence which i missed i'm so bummed about it i love that song i love both the version on the white album the beatles original of course there are so many grateful dead and jerry garcia band versions that i really like and i i really like the way dead and company plays it these days um i always think that Oteil sounds amazing on it obviously you know I, the beatles version you have paul um on the bass and O'Teal is i think a bit more in the foreground um the way that dead and company plays it and just he always sounds good on that so i will be excited to listen to that once the audio is posted on nugs or once there's an audience um recording available and then a love light to close the set also sad i missed that uh everyone loves a good turn on your love light and bob's voice sounded great last night so i have no doubt that that one sounded really good all right, so then we get a set break. The band hits the stage again at 8.50 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you listen to our last episode in Raleigh, I posited that the second set opener is often a, a song that John Mayer sings, and I feel like he's pulling out all the stops and really just cooking with gas in these second set openers um, these days. Uh, that I was thinking, you know, maybe he knows that, there's a free preview on youtube and that these are maybe the most watched songs of the show in many ways um you know not just the night of the show but it lives on on youtube obviously for ever and so maybe he's like really putting putting some extra gusto into um into those performances I feel like this one maybe is further evidence of that point. Uh absolutely smoking, smoldering deal. There is a the solo and I meant to go back um after I, I was still driving when this one came on and and when it finished. I meant to go back and see just how long his solo was at the end of the song and it after after his solo, they had like a very like gentle return to the wait until that deal go down. Um, And then they kind of melted it away into scarlet begonias. But I think it was like five minutes long of just tremendously good soloing by John. It was like, you know, the, the word that I kept thinking of was lyrical. It was just such a lyrical and, just excellent guitar solo there were like four different you know like tangible segments of it and one of them was just like an absolute like guitar hero shit (laughs) like real theatrical um playing like machine gun playing almost um just he was not letting up and it was just tremendously good also great chemistry on the vocals on this song like i said after the big big solo they kind of wound it down um with a little wait until that deal go down outro that slowly faded out and faded away and into um the rest of the second set so actually i suppose i should read the whole second set shouldn't i so after deal they played scarlet begonias into playing in the band into cumberland blues then uncle john's band into drums space days between throwing stones and one more saturday night first time they've played it this tour um so that was kind of cool uh and then a ripple encore which was also really good so let's uh let's take it one song at a time so um i also missed part of this set uh but i did catch a lot of it and i loved what i heard really good scarlet begonias um, it's been a while since they've played this song. I think that the last time was in L.A., if I remember correctly. So it's been a while. They played Fire on the Mountain, but no Scarlet in Charlotte. Whoa, little rhyme there. Um, and so I think that this song was like a bit overdue, but it was kind of cool to hear it go into playing. Um They really found a lot of space, especially in the back half of this song, and it led to just like a really... Nice and kind of patient performance, uh, kind of the opposite. Well, not the opposite of the deal, but the deal was so fiery, and so to have this, I don't want to say mellow because it was still a very spirited performance. But compared to the theatrics, the guitar hero ness <laughs> that we heard during deal, it was just a bit more subdued. And and this song feels like it deserves that. You know, it is a bit more of a subdued um, song, a lovely song. Um, one of my, one of my favorite Grateful Dead tunes, I would say, and they, you know, they did it justice and then went into playing in the band. And that is when I lost the feed again. Unfortunately, I came back during space, um, which began at nine fifty eight. I, I remember this because I tuned in at back in at 10 and the gang was, was all back on stage. Um, and so, Um, I see on the setlist thread that we are, it says 958, beginning of space. And, uh, yeah, that checks out. It was a long space. Um, And I think that they were playing Milestones during this. I mean, at first I was listening to it and I was like, is this this like a pseudo-Spanish jam type of thing that they're doing? And then um, shout-out to the Reddit thread, um, the Reddit setlist thread. Someone said... Milestones, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that is definitely what's going on here." It was delightful, such a, such a, such a good space. Um, really, 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 just enjoyable. And whether I think you recognized that it was Milestones they were playing, you still would have recognized that they were doing something that was so rhythmic and just sonically satisfying. It sounded excellent, and then they kind of wound that down. Got a little bit quiet for a second and then started building back up to a really, really, really good Days Between. Um, Very bass heavy, very long intro to Days Between. And then it just kept building until we got this excellent outro. This like last section of the song with Mayer soloing, um, sounding kind of vaguely Spanish jammy again um, without delving fully down that road. Um, But. Man, it was a really really good performance and just kind of a sign of things to come because you know, Days Between not typically a song that they like really jam all the way out. The next song though, Throwing Stones, they jammed all the way out. They took this song to a place that I really haven't heard them take it before. The solo that Mayer played at the back end of this song was just triumphant. Very, very Jerry-esque with a big old Indian bead string of notes tied together beautifully with like a very clear beginning, middle and end. Another very lyrical solo um, by Mare. I mean, it was just excellent, uh, this solo. Um, And there was a really wonderful moment kind of toward the end of the solo. It sounded like he was really feeling it and really having fun. And he had a pretty epic slide down his guitar. Um, that was kind of like one of the last pieces of the solo seems like it was kind of like the the epilogue to what he had been doing throughout that Kementi's keys sounded great and Bob's rhythm was on point i think that Bob really likes the song throwing stones he kind of does this ad lib these days where he says you can buy the whole fucking government today <laughs> or once last year he said the whole the whole damn supreme court today you know something like that um Of course, that in the lyric, Money Green can buy almost anything today. Um, And so he's kind of using that as a little protest moment. But a really good version. Um, And then a a very satisfying one more Saturday night. I literally, it started playing and I went, oh, hell yeah. It's just nice to hear that song on a Saturday night. It's the first time this tour and it was really delightful. So I thought that that was a great way to close the set. And then a beautiful ripple. Um, Ripple always sounds really good you know, throughout the years, whether it's the Grateful Dead or whether it's Dead and Company. And this one was no exception. So another really good show. And if you were there, um, I hope that you had a great time. Uh, The next time out is on Monday night, tomorrow night at Star Lake in the greater Pittsburgh area. With that in mind, let's play a bit of estimated profits. That's right. America's new favorite game i'm not sure about that but what i am sure about is that every show of this tour dave and i are guessing two songs that we think the band is going to play their next time out and you've been playing along with us uh frankly you guys have been doing way better than dave and i have um which is you know that's great uh you guys are killing it and uh it does make me happy to see how many people are just submitting every time time and time again and how many people have gotten some nice little streaks built up um, some some of you guys are doing really great. So keep that coming. Uh, drop us a note on Twitter at workingmanspod Pod or on Instagram at workingman's underscore pod. Send us an email at workingman'spod at gmail.com or go to Reddit the day of the show and look out for our setlist thread that we post, Oh, sorry, not a setless thread uh, that's on the Grateful Dead page and run by some great people. Don't touch that knob. Taco Belly X. Uh, they've been doing it um, a couple times throughout the show. Uh, last night it was, oh man, what was that person's name? Library Owen, I think. Um, so shout out to them for, you know, hosting a place where we can listen to the show together and and chat about what we're, what we're hearing and what we're seeing. But you can go to Reddit and find our page on the Dead & Co. Reddit. Uh, we post it every, every day there's a show and you can just comment on that post and we will, we'll get you logged in the scorebook. So Dave has the first pick for, uh, for star lake in pittsburgh and he's taking terrapin station with pick number one i think that's a good pick it's been a little while since they've since they've played that for me if you've been following along i've taken dark star two shows in a row and i've been let down both times um i do really feel like they're due for a dark star but and especially at star lake come on but at the same time they played dark star there last year And I was looking back at the Bristow show from last year and the one they played last night, and they did do a bunch of repeat songs. But I just can't keep chasing that Dark Star Dragon, y'all. I can't keep doing it, so I got to change it up. So I'm going to take Good Lovin'. That's my first pick. I think that they're due for a Good Lovin'. Uh, They played it in LA, and they haven't played it since. So first pick is Good Lovin'. My second pick is uh, China Rider. I think that they probably do for that they played it on sunday night last sunday night in atlanta and so it's been a little while it's probably back up in the rotation and if they're not going to play dark star they got to play something um so um i think that it's going to be china rider Dave's second pick is trucking he says that this is as close geographically as they're going to get to buffalo and he thinks that it's going to get a good cheer from the crowd well again let us know what you think they're going to play and um and otherwise, that's going to do it for this episode of DNC in 23. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, tell your friends to, to join, to get on the bus and, and listen along with us. We're having a great time on this couch tour and on, on this in person tour in 2023. We hope you are too. So thanks again for joining us. And until next time, know our love will not fade away.